Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life, like my new toolbox. Guys, I bought a toolbox. Whoa! Yay! Th thank you. I was, I was really, I was worried that no one was going to give a shit, but I, even if it was forced, I thank you for your support uh, in this time. No, no, no. no. One this of the most romantic gifts I've ever received <gasps> was an antique toolbox filled with new tools. Mm -hmm. Antique Ucha. When did you put a ring on that one? <laughs> no, but it was very romantic at the time. Uh, fair enough. Very I'm cool. very happy that I've got to a place in my adulthood where I have enough tools and like miscellaneous tool things to warrant a toolbox. It feels good. Uh, my wife and I bought what I think is our third toolbox over the course of several moves and a handful of Ooh. roommates uh, when we moved into this new place. Uh, so I completely understand the uh, the joy of having that box. I'm just going to put all this stuff in this one place. And when That's I don't know so where it is... It's in the box. They are <laughs> it's important. In the box. It's where else are you going to put them? It's in the, what's in the box? It's tools. It's in the box. It's tools. Uh, so first off, my wife. Second off, I, I took, it, uh, <laughs> it was in my head the entire time. So I had to get You're it fine. out. But anyway, mm -hmm. this week we have with us Ellie Goldapper. Hi. I like tools. We have Chase Greenlee. Hello, hello. I also enjoy a good tool. <laughs> we have Caillou. Uh, I'm here too. And something about tools. <laughs> I should say something about tools. It's, it's the theme. Uh, and me, as your host, Ismay Hutton, who is a tool. Uh, this week we are talking about some sci-fi bullshit, baby. So imagine that fantasy is in this box over here. Guys, you see the box I'm holding? This good box mm -hmm. I'm holding? Is it is it a toolbox? It's a toolbox. It's my new toolbox. Yeah. Okay, your fantasy toolbox. Good. But it's going over here now. Is it a mimic? Yeah. No, um, oh, it might be a mimic, but that's in the fantasy universe. See? See? You're thinking of fantasy universe. Mm -hmm. That's what's in this box. The I fantasy see. universe. Well, what about that, um... What about that game that came out and I can't remember the name it's full of mimics and it's a sci-fi game and I really can't remember oh, the name it's gonna kill oh, me oh pray Kai let yeah me that get... one pray yeah that one let me yeah. get through my joke Ka Kai Kai oh okay sure go on, <laughs> Kai. Go on. Yeah. tell us about your other box that's sci-fi go on go on yep. okay that box that box is a mimic box and it's gonna go over here wait I need I need some foley wait huh <laughs> There you go. Awesome. That was me smashing my actual toolbox mm -hmm. around. Here is here's Good. a brand new shiny box. It's more chrome plated, uh, which is not a thing that the other box has. It True. is also those things in prey. So it's kind of a mimic, but not really. Maybe it's no. They, the they just call mimics. Oh fuck me! Well, it's still a mimic, but it's a science future mimic. Everyone can eat my butt. We're talking <laughs> sci-fi. It's a space mimic. <laughs> it's a space mimic. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fool me. <laughs> well, yeah, we're talking about sci-fi this time, darlings. It's gonna, we're getting into getting into new territory. Yeah, we all communally have some experience of sci-fi things, except for Kai, who is all experience of sci-fi things. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, yes, yeah, I like space. I like space a lot. You might have guessed that I already. I like space. Like, I love space. <laughs> I've just not done any, like, full-on, like, D&D space campaigns, apart from one with Kai. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, for, for people that don't know, we did, it, well, we're kind of still doing question mark, a different podcast that is run by Kai. It's called Between Scorch and Shade, and um, that is a sci-fi D&D campaign. And it, it's yeah, very the fun. first four episodes, uh, the first four episodes are out, and they're the first four that happen before before the space. space. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're, and they are very good. They're good. They're very good. But oh, thank it, you. There are yeah. no space things in those that you know of, but I know of the space parts in that, and it's fun. Uh, so yeah, Kai, how does it translate making D&D &D in space? 
Well, okay, so just saying, like, we're doing D&D, but in space, that is a huge realm of possibilities that can mean all sorts of things. Uh, you can be talking about uh, what I did in Between Scotch and Shade, or what I'm still planning to do, uh, in a way, um, which is, uh, the idea is that uh, in, the, in that campaign, uh, that uh, the Toril, the um, the Ward of the Forgotten Realms, mm-hmm. uh, is orbiting a sun in a solar system, and there is another planet in that solar system and the heroes travel from that one planet to the other and then they just have adventures on this alien planet yeah. and that was the that was the idea for that i should say that the world i was creating for that podcast has no relation to the actual planets um described in the forgotten realm solar system because there is a whole forgotten realm solar system <laughs> i did not know shit about that but that's fine i the dnd uh the official dnd campaign settings do have a space campaign uh campaign setting Nothing for it's been made for fifth edition yet, oh, okay. but it's called Spelljammer, ah, okay. uh, and it basically involves um, people get in these uh, ships called spelljamming ships. They're basically boats that have been retrofitted to have these arcane magical drives that allow them to fly up into the air and then traverse space. But space is different. To how we know space to be, because okay. in reality, space is vast, empty, and full of nothing, uh, with light years between us and the nearest star. Apart from the sexy aliens. All the sexy aliens. The what? Apart from the sexy aliens, mm-hmm. Kai! What? Yeah, but You've they're not sexy aliens. Yeah, they're sexy but, aliens. They're there, but they need the planets. To... Oh, doesn't matter. They're very close. <laughs> uh, I believe. <laughs> I mean, they've got, look, we've already got the GIF in, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Aww. The GIF and the GIF. Yeah. The GIF and the GIF. distinct yes. and confusingly similarly named races. <laughs> Which would be really cool if they didn't do that. Both of those races are key components of the Spelljammer campaign setting. Yeah, whether you want space elves or gun-toting hippos. Whatever mm-hmm. your fancy mm-hmm. is. Also, the mind flayers are a big thing. Oh, so are yeah. the beholders. There are giant space hamsters. Oh, uh, no, there that's are, like That's the one yeah. I can get on board with. All the rest <laughs> of this old. shit. No, fuck off. They're these big Primantis people. Who I whose name I forget? Hmm. Uh, something. Ooh, don't I'm like the look- sound of them. Okay, without knowing about them, actually. I am sound literally bad. looking at a mini of one right now, and I can't. Thrycreen. There it is. Oh, oh, the sexy Thrycreen. Oh. It's it's not those. It's another one. Sorry. Oh, um, well, like- I don't care then. <laughs> if Additional mantis thrycreen. Oh, is it this one? It. I'm looking at a thing that. It looks hot. No, this is just the gith again. <laughs> the gith look hot. <laughs> I'd fuck the gith. I, that's all that I'm here for. Guys, you keep talking about your things. I'm just going to look up the most fuckable gith. I think I found them. So are you talking about the like the green space elves or are you talking about the hippo yeah. people? No, I'm talking about the, right. the gith, the, the green space elves. TH, right. Awesome. Cool. That's, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so it's different from like uh, actual space uh, in the sense that uh, every like solar system is actually on the interior of a crystal sphere. So there's like the solar system that has the Forgotten Realms in it, and there's the solar system that has Greyhawk in it, and there's the one for Dark Sun, and there's one for um, uh, Dragonlance. And so they're all part of this interconnected galactic uh, sort of community. And so that's how all the sort of settings tie together through Spelljammer. So you can fly your ships out of these crystal spheres into what's known as wild space, which is full of this miasma sort of weird magic-y stuff and it's just so strange so much of it's so strange uh-huh. like the stars aren't real things they're um portals to the, el- the elemental plane of radiance on the celestial sphere kind of like okay. how like uh the medieval people thought like of our own history thought that like 
the world was inside this giant sphere with holes in it and the stars are the light of heaven shining through the holes. I mean, we don't know it's not. I mean, we do. (laughs) Sorry, no, we do. No, we do. Ismay. Hi, hi. I highly recommend like looking up like the Spelljump campaign setting if you want like more sci-fi style stuff in your game. Even if you don't want to run a uh, sci-fi game, you just want to like have like maybe aliens show up, and you want to have it be like a canon alien. You can have a, a GIF show up, or a um, Neogi, or or have, what do you have, or draw giant space hamsters, uh, penguin people. There's penguin folk. There's penguin oh, I folk. Love that. There's See, penguin I don't, folk. I love that. I don't think I want to oh. fuck a penguin. Here's a here. I feel like we found my limit for the first time. I didn't I don't say think you I needed to. Kai, I know you didn't say it, but it's no, implied. No, no. Kai, you you're a seasoned crit chatter. Ismay <laughs> has to find the best boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know. Because I guess, I guess the aliens. She fought, will always yeah, okay. do that. Yeah, <laughs> always. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, don't yep. like don't bring up like new like races or monsters in the manual without knowing that I need to assess its fuckability. Well, now I found a picture of a really ripped penguin, so that's where oh, I am never right mind. now. Send it my way. My upgrade to fuckable. <laughs> my upgrade to fuckable. I like it, it's Google image search show. It's it's gonna take me a minute because God help me. If they just make it, you know, click on the picture, it takes me to the picture. I mean, these the spelljammer penguin. Like I say, penguin people. I really just mean they're penguins and they have telepathy. But this one is reported to be ripped, so it's got a little something-something that I need to see with my own eyes so that I know its fuckability level. This is very important. All right, sending it to you, Ismay. Radical. Oh my god, it's so ripped! Oh, (laughs) upgraded to fuckable, baby! Oh, it looks regal, baby! Right, look at that prince! Oh, Alright, it's on the Facebook now, y'all. Oh, that's gonna be Prince of my vagina? I don't know, I didn't have anything there. But like, (laughs) oh, oh, dang, this penguin can get it! Look at its arms! (laughs) That penguin has already gotten it, I don't know what you're talking about. This penguin fucks me! (laughs) Oh boy! (laughs) That's that's a penguin. Oh boy! The, like, it's... Okay, no, I'm not gonna lie. The mechanics of penguin hands makes me viscerally upset. Yeah. It has... If I don't look at the hands and instead look at the arms... Mm. That left hand looked like it was flexed fingers up in the air, like Vogue. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and I was bad. really hoping that's what it was, and then it processed the actual positioning, and, yeah. you know, I was really disappointed. Okay, penguins I... upgraded to fuckable. <laughs> don't know what to think about this. Horny. <laughs> Perplex. Just, just... We'll have to include this on the social medias. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, hold guys, on. Go I've got something else. Media. I got something else that's going to take us right back into uh, oh. the sci fi universe we left. Okay. Uh, give me okay. just a moment here. But sci fi penguin is apparently a thing as well. And I'm Ooh. here for it. I'm not opposed to it. I'm <laughs> not opposed to this fuckable not... penguin. I don't well, know. Look, if this, was this, this penguin is less fuckable. Okay. A sentence I did not expect to say when I woke up this morning. <laughs> Welcome, well, to that's on Welcome to Crit Chat. Welcome to Crit Chat. There we go. All right, we got Space Marine Penguin here. Ooh, oh, that's cool. Okay. I, how does it? Oh. How does it move its legs? Oh, that... oh, is that a hinge? Okay. I'm not sure if this is a stable like platform for combat. You know, not not fuckable. I think he's incredibly <laughs> I... stable. I, yes. I, I don't know. I feel like I could just that penguin push ain't it going over. anywhere. And it would never get up again. Oh yeah, no. This <laughs> it's is got a... a rocket pack on its back. Yeah, Kai. you tr- this is try the worst weevil. Because rocket packs are surprisingly stable and have never gone wrong under any <laughs> yeah. circumstances. No, but ever. it would definitely be able to get either back up or or, or just up in skid the air. On the ground, tumbling <laughs> end over end. 
Also, I think that this is like a big penguin. I, I'm not sure. Like the, the proportions might not be what I think they are, but I feel like this is the size of like a very sexy penguin-shaped house. You know, uh, it's like cracks on the ground. I don't know how like large those cracks get. Like they, right? they tend to be sort of smaller. But they know. could be very. Uh, so it's, it's hard to get sense of scale. But there yeah, are some no, like really big ones. Could though. be big. I like to believe that this is my big rocket pack penguin boyfriend, which is again a very good sentence, and maybe the title of this episode. We'll see. We'll see where we <laughs> what go. What if there's no penguin inside? It's just a robot. That's all. Even more fuckable if we're being honest with ourselves. <laughs> the less penguin there is in this penguin, the more fuckable it gets for me. <laughs> Counterpoint to that. Goal. Going right back to fantasy because Google Image yes. Search is a terrible place to exist for me right now. I love this. Ooh, mm, no, mm. I don't like this one because I got confused and I thought that the um the ripped tatters of its loincloth w- was its pebis, and oh, I didn't no. like that. Oh no, that would be bad. <laughs> that would be very bad. I, also, no, no, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about a penguin with really long legs. That feels kind of <laughs> weird. I do know how I feel about a penguin dual wielding though, and mm, uh, I love good. it. Very I mean, dual wielding is just a, a bad start generally. It's just tactically like a terrible idea no, and no, almost very never good, works. Actually. I mean, very, you yeah. can do it if the blades are different lengths, but those two blades are the same. There's no point. What, what are you even doing here? Um, mm-hmm. You're having a very good dual wield time and in making me very, very happy at this good dual wield boy. As we say, all of these images will be on the social media. There's a reason why people didn't dual wield historically, though, because it's just not a particularly viable tactic. Like, you know, yeah, you okay. it's hard to keep track of where all your hands are. Do you know? Exactly. Actually, actually, yes, kind of. That's part of it. But just also hold a shield. Here's my thing. Like Mm -hmm. my, essentially my entire wardrobe is not practical, nor is it appropriate for my surroundings, nor like useful in a lot of ways. But do I look good as hell? Yes. (laughs) Yes, but you don't rely on any of that for combat, do you? You don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so back to my original point that was maybe a thousand years ago before Penguin Gate. Uh, which is what this is now called. <laughs> How do you translate a lot of like D&D's mechanics into the space setting? Like, are there bespoke differences you have to do? I'm thinking more in a straight up and down D&D sci-fi, no fantasy. If you absolutely want to use the 5e rule sets, and there are many reasons you should. It's a very elegant rule set. It's uh, you already know it and you don't want to have to convince any of your friends to learn a new rule set. All of that sort of things. Yeah. You can do a couple of things. Uh, you can... Start just reskinning stuff. Uh, that takes uh, time and and work. However, uh, you can find uh, various conversions online. So the, there are, there are a whole slew of um, books you can find online that like make new classes and change the equipment and stuff. Uh, to for a sci-fi setting, I found a really good one for Star Wars, and I ran a game in that uh, a while back, and it's just really nice. And it might be one of my favorite sort of Star Wars RPGs, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But if you uh, want to do something uh, sort of more of a, a mashup, I uh, a little while back I ran a campaign, which was uh, for the most part it was a, a fantasy campaign, but people just had spaceships, and it didn't matter where they came from. They were fully like technological and or with circuits and wires. It didn't matter where they came from or how they got them. The point is, people had spaceships, and a knight with a sword and a shield would get on a ship and they'd fly to different planets. Okay. And um, it's sort of in the way that like uh, Firefly is basically yes. a cowboy show, but they have spaceships. This is a fantasy game, but they have spaceships. Yeah. And um, I basically added two rules that made it possible for it to work. One is uh, there is a third vehicle proficiency. Space. 
And you can get that in various ways. Pretty much if you have a vehicle proficiency, you could just pick space vehicles. Or if you like a pi- if you're just a pilot, I'll say like you can just have space vehicle proficiency. It's fine. People need to be able to fly ships. Uh, and the other one is that um, if you are in the vacuum of space, you're going to be taking uh, suffocation rules. Uh, and it's much... Uh, it's basically um, the rules for drowning, except you yeah. can't hold your breath. You jump straight to yeah. you're dying now. Because that's, yeah, not how, that's not how space works. Exactly. Space knowledge, baby. All I needed to do, obviously, need stat ships up and stuff, but I uh, can use the, the new vehicle rules uh, in Ghost of Saltmarsh and the new Baldur's Gate Descendant of Vernus as a, a baseline for that. I was running this campaign well before then, so I was just like, hey, ships mm-hmm. just have a bunch of hit points and can fly about and stuff. We never focused too much on ship-to-ship combat. It was mostly like... Fair. It, make, it makes it easier when you're try to reskin something that is not necessarily for having yeah. big ships. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the, that's the, one of the decisions they made was is uh, people have spaceships, but they don't have sci-fi weapons. Oh, okay. So people were bolting like trebuchets and blisters onto this, onto their spaceships. Okay. Um, I did realize trebuchets don't work in space because uh, there's no <laughs> gravity. <laughs> yeah. That's a, <laughs> Surprisingly important uh, component to that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you put it on your ship, which has gravity, I guess it's fine. That's just like a big, cumbersome, scoopy boy that you've got on the side of your ship that does nothing, but maybe looks kind of cool. I like on that. On the other hand, a ballista should work all right. Oh, yeah, no reason. I'd make oh, yeah. it out Um Actually, ballista would be real good, probably. Yeah. Cannons would have a tough time, um, in, you know, igniting the powder. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Unless you have some sort of oxidizer in there, too, or an enclosed uh, cartridge, but at that point you have... Uh, a shell. What's what? Yeah, that's just a gun. Yeah, you just have a yeah. big fucking gun, mate. Though, if yeah. we're being real with ourselves, cannons are just kind of big fucking guns. The other thing I could, I never fully consolidated was like if we can build uh, a spaceship. Well, that's just a missile. So maybe some missiles there too. The campaign didn't go on super super long, <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about. All <laughs> didn't of these have to problems. give that much of a fuck. Yeah. Uh, and also, the whole the whole point is, I'm not trying to like make this uh, a realistic world where like everything's thought out. It's more of a tone sort of style thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you can use those rules if you're playing like a spelljammer sort of campaign or a campaign where just like the players get teleported to the moon or like uh, Stardock, which is another location in the Forgotten Realm. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Star Wars briefly in there mm-hmm. um and ali you were saying that you did one of the uh star wars roleplay games uh well what one was it because there are a thousand of them i believe it was from 2015 okay. or slightly earlier than that it was just before disney's acquisition of yeah mm. it was um wizards i just don't remember oh, right. what right. edition but yeah we we played that that's just started fizzle that's kind of fizzled out but also kind of put on hiatus we lost a couple of uh players ah. um ah. but uh the that when it was when my regular group announced that that's what we wanted to play where that's what the dm announced that we were playing i got so excited that i could play a droid uh it oh, was yeah. irrational how happy i was <laughs> um Cute. so I, I have a thing for um humanoid robots sure um, <laughs> yeah, i mean i just yeah. i get as as probably obvious uh for anyone who follows me on twitter i like robots a lot so <laughs> I, I i got very excited so that was it was just really a fun game because it is in star wars and if you have star wars background knowledge it's helpful Mm-hmm. But it's not. Ne- it depends on who's your DM, I suppose. But with Absolutely. us, it wasn't even necessary. Okay. Um, it was just kind of setting a baseline of a universe, and then 
we kind of went from there. So, you know, it just was spaceships and robots and science magic. And uh, it was great. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I looked them up. So I think that the one that you were playing, if it's a Wizards of the Coast one, was, mm-hmm. again, all of them are essentially just called Star Wars. And it makes yeah, it annoying. That's um, why I always get confused. But this one, the Wizards of the Coast one is called Star Wars Role Playing Game. And it was from the 2000s. I, yeah. So did it have the same kind of things as D&D with like your class and your race and all that? <laughs> Very similar setup and very similar roles. It was still a D20 system. Excellent. It was just, you're you're trying to beat much higher numbers and you're tr- rolling more dice. Oh, and okay. You're adding more to, the, it was a, like a different system. Yeah. That, of course, as you guys all know, I don't absorb rule sets very quickly. <laughs> so I haven't fully absorbed that rule set and then we've moved back to D&D. So I can't fully explain it because I would still open up the book and go, okay, so what am I rolling to distract everybody? Yeah, yeah. Was it based um, on the the D20 system? Like the the one that you derived in the third edition? It was, but it was slightly, yeah. But it's not the same... You're you're not rolling the same checks and you have different bonuses. I did look it up as may I recognize the book. It is the role-playing game. Rad. But yeah. um, no, there's a um, there's a system called the D20 system that was based off third edition. Yeah. So yeah, I just looked up the Wizards of the Coast Star Wars one and all their all their like races and stuff. I'm not gonna lie, unless like you're deep into Star Wars lore, half of the races that you are are just bleep blops and bloop blorps. Uh, so like I'm not gonna read I out love all the bloop blorps. Yeah. I I, I, love, I I am deep in the Star Wars lore, so like I mean, like what what have but we got? Then you can look them up, bitch. But like well, just but- for most other people, it's just got yeah, it's got like your your kind of classic voice. That's what I mean. Is our DM kept rattling off like, oh, you meet this guy and he's uh and he would rattle off the race and like three people would nod their heads <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the other people would go, so what does he look like? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> you know yeah. Um, yeah. that's why you always just have to have their pictures on hand. Like this boy, come on, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's exactly. He just take kept taking it out of his tablet and turning around and going this. Is the guy good? Like, <laughs> good DMing. Ten out of ten DMing. I feel like the most notable thing is that you can be an Ewok in this, and that's uh, yes. great. I cannot my, imagine any mechanical advantages for my that. My DM banned Ewoks, yeah, and that makes uh, sense. and yeah, They're very powerful. But, you know, they t- t- killed all the stormtroopers. <laughs> but like, oh, they're oh, that's so good. Actually, is the thing. Uh, but yeah, we a lot of the the character classes. Okay, the ones that they've got in their their regular character classes that were in the the core book are Fringer, which I, I just assume is like your... I feel like the Fringer is probably like the fighter of this world, you know? Like mm-hmm. the... I mean, I guess I'll play that. I sound more like a rogue, like they live on like the fringes of society sort of thing, or like the, the fringes of like the, a, like the galaxy. Like a real Malcolm Reynolds type. Oh, uh, see, no, yeah. I was... I mean, it might be. I was thinking more more along the lines of Luke before he's useful and cool. Ah, okay. <laughs> so okay. like, like a fringe society that doesn't have anything to do with sweet fuck anything and are essentially cattle ranchers. Sounds like a Great class to play, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And yeah, you got noble scoundrel. There you go. There's your there's your hot there solo. You got scoundrel. Yeah. You got soldier, force adept, uh, Jedi guardian, Jedi counselor, uh, or consular, whatever, scout, and tech specialist. So the, the Jedi ca- uh, guardians and uh, counselors, uh, like they're uh, um, one's good at stabbing, one's good at forcing basically nice nice i'm down with that yeah, that's the, that's the distinction it's i could be more elegant but like that's <laughs> and like, it's yeah. basically just like uh uh star wars games trying to class like like classify the 
the Star Wars universe and yeah. like, you know, if you want, I guess. But that sounds really cool. Like I, I like see, I like the D tw- I like D twenties. They're they're the most fun die to roll. And so any system that has that, I automatically like it a little bit more. Uh, cause it's good. Cause it's just the, a lot of numbers. the, the Star Wars, uh, one that I played was the, the kind of newer ones that were, uh, the fantasy flight game ones, uh, mm-hmm. that all have different names, but are of the same kind of core rule set and system, uh, including Age of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny. I played like a mashup of all of them, I guess is what I did. But those ones were really, really cool. Especially, um, it, well, I didn't have a D20, so it kind of sucked a little bit. But one of the things that I really liked from that, which I started, well, that sometimes I implement into some of my fantasy D&D games. Force and Destiny implemented these things called like, uh, what was it? Fate die? Uh, fa- oh no, like fate, fate tokens, I think they were called. I can't remember. I'm not going to fact check myself. Uh, there yeah. were these little chips that they would either have light side or dark side on either of their sides. You would throw them out at the beginning and they'd land whatever way up. If you had a check that you failed and you wanted to succeed at, you could flip one of the light side points over to a dark side to essentially make that check because the assumption being that the force is on your side because you are mm-hmm. the heroes of the story. Mm-hmm. But that would mean that because of the balance of the universe, the DM has more dark side tokens that they can flip over anytime they want to make a check and be like, oh, no, no, no that super hits you. Like, you can't just keep going back and forth on the same check, but a different check that would Mm. fail can definitely hit. Which I really liked as a system because it felt very heroic. It felt very like, yeah, the universe wants this to happen. And that was so cool. Sort of implies there's a... Uh, sort of a destiny at work. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like that. Especially like I think it was a really good th- it's a really cool thing to put into fantasy D&D. It, a game where gods again are canonically real and can and do have sway over the world. So if your people are heroic enough then, you know, maybe maybe the gods put a little little something something on your side. I've been playing a um uh, Lord of the Rings uh 5e adaption. Oh, right. uh, the Adventures in Middle-earth and it has <laughs> a, a a similar notion where there's like a you can accumulate a shadow over time. It's like a corruption of your your soul. Uh, this can be because of like tainted lands or evil artifacts, but it's also just stuff like um, you didn't help people and you feel bad about it. And so your shadow goes up uh, and then uh, you can fall into despair and stuff. So I, I like those systems like you're describing there that sort of like are there to set sort of like almost like a philosophical tone. Yeah. I like the concept of people falling into despair. I like I like to put fantasy things in my real life. It's like, oh, guys, no, I don't have the depression. I just fell into despair today. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so Chase, you were saying that you played a little bit of Shadowrun. So I haven't, I, I am not, I am aware of Shadowrun. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, Shadowrun is a, it was a very, very popular system back in the, I want to say, uh, early to mid 80s. Uh, and it is a near future sci-fi fantasy hybrid. Where so many words a, that result in uh, just a big yes from me. Yeah, exactly. So the, the concept behind the world of Shadowrun is that a volcano erupts and this eruption reintroduces magic into our world. And it causes fractions of the population to magically turn into different races. 
So you have all of your standard issue uh, fantasy tropey races. You've got dwarves and elves and trolls and ogres all running around. And magic is something that people can access. People can get, you know, get into the spirit realm and make deals with demons and bring back the ghosts of their ancestors to help them out. It is book wild. Uh, (laughs) If that is at all. Now, I will say that the system itself is very well known for being incredibly complicated. Um, Uh There is uh, a new edition. They actually just put out fifth edition or it is coming out in the very near future. I forget which. I remember seeing them demoing it at Gen Con, but Gen Con was such a overwhelming experience that that was like the one thing I didn't get to go and check out. Yeah. Um, my two biggest experiences with it is, uh, as of right now, at least, uh, there's a fairly popular series of uh, CRPGs out on Steam, all made within the past like five to ten years, I want to say. Okay. And they are very, very good if you uh, like some tactical turn-based combat. Uh, where you're, you know, managing a small group of adventurers, this mm-hmm. might, in fact, be your shit. And uh, <laughs> all of the games are incredibly reasonably priced. Um, okay. I'd recommend starting with the new one, uh, Shadowrun Returns. Not only is it frequently the cheapest, but uh, they do get mechanically better as you go along. So if you end up uh, liking the later ones and trying to go back to the first one, it's a little rough. But if you do it the other way around, it's fine. Um <laughs> The other way that I am familiar yeah. with it is uh, with the incredible actual play podcast, uh, Neo Scum, which is done by a group of folks out in uh, Chicago. I've been listening to that for quite a while now. Uh, it's also just a very, very good show with a strong emotional heart. And that's what I'm there for. Also, a lot of like juvenile and puerile humor. And also good. Uh, you know what? That also gets me where I live. um really really quick uh i did send one of the races that you can be in the star wars campaign yeah i saw that just because um it's got just like such a heavy fuck energy that i couldn't not share it it's (laughs) just like that's a kill doll i just saw it and it just had just the biggest fuck energy i've ever seen in a being most of the other images (laughs) of them do not have that deep a fuck energy like the rest of them just look like they've got like masks on but it does look like they are a robot with like melting goopy human flesh over its head which isn't as good but the one that i found he looks like he's already had sex with me and he knows that i was happy about it and like that's good i like that i just i just wanted people to be aware of this boy (laughs) he's ready to roll like you you are sleeping he is looking back in the apartment and he is just about ready to roll back out onto oh, his yeah. next incredibly dangerous job. Yeah. But it's going to be fine because he's a badass. Yeah, he's a badass. And you know mm. what? But here's the thing. I feel like he's exuded the energy of like, he leaves you like some like breakfast donuts with a note just that just says, this is great. With like a winky face and like, eat up, bitch. And then fucks up. Like he's made <laughs> you some form of breakfast. He's not put a lot of effort Absolutely. into it. But he's made you some form of breakfast because he knows that you just got ran and, out of fuck energy. He's gone and bought you breakfast. <laughs> oh, he's bought you breakfast. Maybe. He has yeah. grub hubbed breakfast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Like, I feel like maybe. Somebody did open the door. He was wearing a towel. He w- oh, he was wearing a towel. That part. That it was, if they felt like it was the start of a porn, and like, maybe it was. You know what? Round two, baby. Kill door. He's <laughs> there for you. <laughs> 
I'm minorly obsessed with this boy now and I have to put him away because I cannot look at it. Like, I've still got my big buff penguin boyfriend just on my screen that has been kind of distracting me. But this guy, like, he's, he's taken me a place that I wasn't aware that I was willing to go. Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host, Ismay. Let's get through all of these good de- goddamn things. We got some plugs for you at the end, so go ahead and wait around and listen to those. Um, but all the good stuff, social medias. I've, I've been doing this for a long time, but I still have no idea what I'm doing. Go and follow us all over on our social medias so that you can keep up to date with all the good crit chat stuff. Uh, it's also a really good place if you want to go there and see all of the images that we have given you in this show, uh, they are all compiled on all of our social media so that you can visualize along with us. You can find them over on facebook.com forward slash crit chat, all one word, on twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat, or in our discord, which you can find the link to down in the description below. These are really good places. If you can go to there, you can share all of our things there. You get up episode updates. And if you share them around and tell people to listen to the show, that would be a really good place that you could do them from. Uh, it really helps us out. We don't advertise this anywhere. So it would be really good, cool if you could advertise it for us, being like, this is a radical show. Go listen to it. Uh, you can do that, and that would help us in a word-of-mouth way. But if you want to help us out in a money's way, then you can go and do that over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat. Again, all one word. Uh, you can do that from as little as a dollar a month and you get some really cool rewards for that. Uh, for just like that very, very low amount, you get to join in on any of the Space Scoundrels games, which are a game that Alfred runs for all of our Patreons and a lot of the people on Crit Chat. Uh, and they're very fun. We do them like every other Sunday or something along those lines. And yeah, if you come and join in, it would be radical. You also get to do, have like cool behind the scenes things. Like we get like a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we have to cut out of the episodes and you get all of that good shit if you donate as little as a dollar a month and it would help us out so very, very much. Thank you in advance, which means now you have to do it. We're going to talk about it again a little bit at the end, but you should also go and listen to Half Damage. It is like our sister podcast. It was spawned from this podcast. Uh, and it's really good. It's really fun. Again, going to tell you a bit more at the end, but you can go and find Half Damage anywhere that you find these good podcasts at. We don't have any sponsors for you this week, but if you're in on the lookout for sponsoring your things and you want more people to go and look at your things that you do, give us, give us a little, give us a little message. Give us a little message and you can do that and we will see what we can do about getting a little, little shout out on the show for your game or your art or your podcast. I don't really give a shit. Do whatever. Um, you can go and contact us on any of our social medias or you can go to our email that is critchatpodcast at gmail.com. That is critchatpodcast at gmail.com. I'll let you get back to the episode now, and I hope that you enjoy hearing more about sexy aliens, baby! You know, that would be a really interesting thing for a re-listen to the show. Yeah. All the races that Ismay has become obsessed with instantaneously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like, make a wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> so what's that, the Keldor, Penguins, Thrycreen? Uh, See, the Thrycreen weren't initially one that I was, like, super on board with. I was just on board with the fact that they the world... They grew on you, though, yeah? Yeah, they definitely grew... Oh, yeah, they can grow off me now, baby. But, like, uh-huh. it was, like... <laughs> that was more like I was appreciating that the world had come to think of them as fuckable. And I was like, you know what? That in itself has value. Basically, every construct as well. Oh, most of the constructs, uh, the... Oh, the Inevitables? The Inevitables were um, my my big revelation into the world and all of the possibilities. 
possibilities that there were out there for me. Hey, those are pretty sci-fi, aren't they? They're pretty- That was one of the things that I did want to bring up, if we can, you know, divert back onto the topic, if anyone has any want of that. A lot of, like, <laughs> the kind of constructs and things in D&D are pretty easily transposed into, like, a sci-fi campaign. You just have to chrome them up a bit more, baby. Like, fuck it. Like, yeah, well, that's one thing, yeah. too. Sci-fi doesn't necessarily mean space. It just means, like, yeah. any aspect of science fiction. In which case, like, the Eberron campaign setting is very sci-fi. It's, yeah. it's got all oh, sorts absolutely. of arcano-magical technology, and it's got a noir setting which just screams uh, um, Blade Runner. It feels like Blade yeah. Runner a lot. It's got yeah. a lightning train. Ooh, yeah. I'm into that. And like and airships a multiple story tall city. That's very good. I would like very much to play I this. I know, I want this. Yeah. This is good. It's coming yeah, very there's soon. A, there's a there's a book out right now. It's sort of like playtest material. It's called mm. Wayfinder's Guide Eberron. You can find it online. And there's a hardcover book coming out like in a few months called- um, Yeah, I think it's next month. It, it's it's either October or November. But yeah, they're like yeah, there's just so many things that are easily pushed over onto things. Also, in in the same vein of like, oh, it doesn't have to be in space for it to be sci-fi. If someone tells me that I'm in a sci-fi campaign and we go there and they're just like, no, nah, you're just in this like one one dope ass little world. I'm like, no, I want space. That's just mm-hmm. like a personal preference of like, any, I mean, like anytime people promise me sci-fi and there's no like spacefaring, I just get like, I just feel a little sad. I can substitute some sa- spacefaring for hacking like into computers mm, and stuff. I do like hacking. Mm. Hacking and... But only if they've got like wraparound glasses. Like if they've got wraparound mm-hmm. sunglasses glasses baby we're back mm. sci-fi baby what about alien invasions uh, That's yeah what, yeah okay yeah. No, no, aliens okay i'm gonna I'll, I'll update i like aliens as long as there's okay. aliens that i'm pretty much there <laughs> yes ali uh, you are laughing because you know that it is because of the fuckability of them but <laughs> I, I i i did not say anything you, this time i know but you know i know because <laughs> a, a campaign i've been planning for a while is literally just like it's the most bog standard like fantasy world it's probably through on realms and aliens invade it and they're just That's like in good. full-on flying saucers little gray men with <sighs> laser pistols and they come out of their ships and blow awesome. up cities and all that it's Very independence good. day but in in Faerun. yeah uh a diversion from this diversion uh i'm gonna take us back off uh and just like delve uh-huh. into some some personalized things and literally my answer should be so obvious from the get-go aliens come to earth like actual human earth like right here right now would you fuck they are humanoid-ish, but do not look like humans. Was it consensual? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking like, yeah. you know, we're not getting grim about it. No, no. Because here, here's my thing. I'm going to be first in line because I know someone else is going to fucking fuck them. I know someone else is going to fuck them. I have to be the first. I'm not going to You know you're here. not going to be the only one, so why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might it's as- not dangerous at all, is it? They're not, uh, like, invading and they're, they're not, like, poisonous mm. or, or anything like that? Only way I'm going to find out. Oh, we got a whole saga thing going on here. Yeah. I think there I is think- more. I think there is more than one way to find out, and like one of those ways yeah. doesn't involve fucking them. Okay, well, okay. Now, I think the plan is I'm gonna let Ismay go first. Yeah, okay, that's. Fair. I think that's my plan. That's okay, at <laughs> and least then I'll you see. know at least if they touch you that it's fine. But no one's fucked okay. one yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna Ismay, I'm gonna let you go first, okay. and then like if you survive, uh, <laughs> I'll ask you how it was, and then I'll make my mind. Up, I right? like. <laughs> I like let me go first. Like I wouldn't be like. <laughs> Like visibly pushing people over to just clamber on top of one of these bad boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna go ahead and take a, a soft pass because I am married, and I'm pretty sure my wife would be a little peeved if I <laughs> fucked an alien. I mean, like, 
okay. I mean, look, we we don't know what kind of SDIs are going on. Ooh, I mean, well, probably not much, you know. Yeah, like I, like they're different, completely different species. Like, like right? people, I'm more worried about like counterpoint, like, completely uh, different species. It could be a lot. Like, well, no, it all... wouldn't be though, but, because like, any viruses they yeah. have are key to them. You know, it's really yeah. difficult for like viruses and, and bacteria to cross species here on Earth, and we're all very genetically similar. If it's a, if it's an alien, that's very different, so like nothing's gonna. That's fine. What if I get magic healing abilities from their cum? That's Do they come? Unlikely. I don't know. Oh, so many Probably possibilities. Maybe. Oh, I, I, it, there's like uh, what? I don't know. Like maybe. I mean, look, I I've played too much Mass Effect to not at least be open to the idea. Exactly. I mean, sexual reproduction as like a biological concept isn't even universal here on right? Earth. We can't assume that the aliens like you know. They 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 may reproduce who know who knows how. We don't like, know. It could be. I could Game find of Squash. Out. Yeah, but, we don't know. Yeah, oh. but like is mate, you you might not be able to have sex with them is the point. I don't accept this. <laughs> <laughs> uh Ali, Ali, yeah, like I, I have to say I've noticed that you are suspiciously quiet. Are you fucking these aliens? No, I I I am listening in and also um as someone who does not feel that uh, they generally don't find a copulation appealing in their daily day daily life with other humans, uh, uh, I wouldn't really. That wouldn't really be a thought that went through my mind. Dang it. Yeah. Okay. Nah. Uh, cool. See, like I know. Okay, I know that the thing I'm about to say sounds like a lie. <laughs> But yeah. in my day to day, I'm not a sex fiend. I just need that to go out there. And it does sound like really? I'm, yeah, it sounds like the biggest lie I've ever told in the world. But I feel like there's just that little essence of, I don't know. Oh, it might be the ADHD. It might be my well, bad impulse control. Ismay, you're singing the song of my people. Because, <laughs> like, here's the thing. If the, if the aliens come down, then my immediate ADHD thought is, I don't, like, what happens if I fuck that? And by the time my brain thinks, no, you shouldn't do that because of these reasons, I'm already doing it. So my worry is in this situation, I would definitely be already fucking that alien. Like, my follow through is very speedy. <laughs> in a fucking alien. <laughs> 10 out of 10 seduction game. <laughs> like, I, I, there has to be at least one of those aliens that is the same as me in that kind of, look, uh, someone's going to be the first. It might as well be me. Well, assuming that these aliens even have the like, concept of, like, conscious thought, you know, like, how, how, okay, how okay. similar to the human psyche well, could, they, yeah, could they be, Akai, you know? I am, I'm going to put this out there. In this world that I have imagined, I'm not imagining that they are non-thinking, just, like, lumps of nothing. Well, no, I'm no, like, I'm not yeah, saying I'm just going to fuck that. No. no. Obviously, they have an intelligence, <laughs> but I'm pointing to say it's not as intelligent as we know it, because we can't assume that. You know, they, okay. they, they, obviously they have they've come here somehow. That we know yeah. that that is that is the situation when they were in. But we can't assume that they have like uh, hopes and dreams and thoughts and ideas the way that humans do. Obviously, some capacity because they can like imagine a way to make a, a, a spaceship or what have you. But like, it's it, it could be so alien or on a different time scale to what we're on. You, you, you just don't know. Like it's aliens that we don't know. Everything you're saying is just making them more appealing. So. <laughs> So let's say we're in a stereotypical D&D party Hell yeah. and uh-huh. an alien spaceship lands in front of you and says, the stereotypical, take me to your leader. What's the first yes. action? Oh, um, wait, do we have a leader in our D&D party? That's I another mean, yes. question. It's, it's obviously me, right? <laughs> I like, you know the most about Dungeons and Dragons as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it, I know it. I, I don't know who it would be. I just know it wouldn't be me. So I step forward and say, I'm I'm here, yes. What what would you like? 
Are they speaking uh, common? As far as you can perceive. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> Well, I like that. I threw that out there because you know, is Maze gonna just fuck one? Oh, uh, like I would, I, figured... I, would, I would let Kai speak first. Yeah, well, like, so, um, you know, you want to see the map of that conversation? Yeah, you want to watch yeah, that dialogue I, tree? I'm picturing like an elf rogue just stepping up mm-hmm. and looking a stereotypical like gray alien in the face. You know. So uh, I, I put my, my hand on my dagger because I'm I'm ready to strike if need be, uh, like, as the um sort of edgy rogue I am, and. I... He's gone robot. Oh, <laughs> and then no. Kai turned into a robot and everything Kai's came full circle. Beep boop. Who knows? God damn it, this is what happens every time. <laughs> Aliens come down and our party leader turns into a robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just All right, just we scrap. gotta do a hard reset on the party leader. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're blue screening of death on him. Hold on one second. Like... Honestly, you know what? I don't think that we're going to get a better end to this conversation than that if we're going to be real nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. We also have to kind of wrap I'm it up. I'm sorry I got us at a dead standstill, but you know what? That was pretty pr- priceless. Uh, there is one other thing I actually want to touch on real quick. Something that else that I think yes. can turn things into sci-fi if we wanted yes. to dip into that. Uh, Megacorps. What like big saying? old fucking corporations. Oh, I mm. I thought you meant corpse like dead. Oh, no. Oh Different my kind. god, that was the Just worst thing I've ever heard. Also, uh, no, that is that's as fantasy as fuck. Uh, yeah. I'm back. Who died? What? Is but a no, like big old corporations. Uh the reason I was thinking about those is cuz uh they are they feature prominently in Shadowrun and are frequently run by literal dragons. Uh-huh. Yeah, dragons are big immortal businessmen. Ooh. That's um, very good. In uh, home circles slash podcasting circles that I uh, tend to run in, I absolutely consider Jeff Bezos, real world Jeff Bezos, to be an actual <clears throat> dragon. Because seriously, like that's what that looks like. They are very famous, they are very powerful, and they are incredibly reclusive at times. Oh my God. You're assuming a sort of a polymorphed dragon situation. It, why not? Mm. Why not? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he makes more, he made more money oof. in the time that we have been doing this podcast than I have made in my life and probably oh, yeah. all of us have made in oh, our yeah. lives. Collective, mm-hmm. and probably more than we will all make collectively together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, like that is an unreasonable amount and type of power. You're implying that he's exchanging this money for the coins and making a giant hoard somewhere. Wouldn't you? Like at some point. No. At some point you siphon off like a couple hundred bucks a day for the Scrooge McDuck pit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would. Now I'm going to have mm-hmm. to like rethink a lot of structures in my games and come up with Jeff Bezos the fucking actual dragon Jeff Bezos actual dragon (laughs) Jeff Bezos Uh, anyway we're going to leave it there I think Uh, let's do some plugs baby Allie do you have any plugs for us listen to half damage it's an actual play (laughs) hell yeah I do this every single time and then Esme takes over anyway because she can explain it better (laughs) no you got this Um, baby I got you um, Listen to Half Damage. It's an actual play D&D podcast where we play through Curse of Strahd as if it were a reality television show with a lovely DM, Ismay Hutton. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you, darling. We've also got amazing players, as known as Ellie Goldapper and some other idiots. I don't know. They're there too. Uh, yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, it's very... Yeah, you, I, like, I also believe you should go and listen to this. It's very good. It's called Half Damage. You can find it wherever podcasts are found. The last episode that's been out made me cry several times recording oh, I- and editing. It, so. Yay, okay, while, while recording it, 
I both cried and laughed so hard I stopped breathing. Yay! (laughs) Half damage, baby. Go and listen to it. Have fun. (laughs) Half damage. It can cause you to stop breathing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sexy. It's great. Anyway, Chase, you're up next. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at TQLoudly. You can also find me on uh, my actual play podcast, Another Path. Hell yeah. Uh, Not too long ago, we actually wrapped up our season one at a nice round 50 episodes. Uh, But if you wanted to. Yeah, I know, right? Accidentally, they made some choices while recording episode 49 that made me say mid-game, okay, well, this uh, this game, this season's going to be around 50 episodes, and then I closed it because that's how they did. Uh, but <gasps> we've got a new season continuing from season one. Uh, we have a fantastic catch-up episode. It's a even 45 minutes-ish, I think, for uh, to get all the way caught up uh, in a, what I think is actually a pretty strong way that we did that that you can listen to and get caught right into season two which is what we've got going on right now uh that comes out every other wednesday at anotherpathpodcast.com or whatever podcatcher will uh, you prefer uh you can also occasionally catch me on zach and griffin's multiversal pet shop it is an <laughs> improv comedy podcast using uh the sundry monster manuals to figure out uh which magical or mundane creature is the best fit for you i am on Prominently one episode, and I do have a uh, cameo coming up on, uh, well, it is tomorrow as of recording, uh, but it probably will be out by the time this comes out. That sounds uh, entirely like my jam, so that's very good. Kai, do you have anything to plug for us? Uh, Yeah, speaking of the sci-fi topic that we did talk about a bit i've been uh i've been on a sci-fi uh fantasy uh actual play podcast called shattered worlds uh made by a friend of the show jeff richardson he has made a system also called shattered worlds uh and that's that's what we play i mean it's very uh cinematic style action adventure sort of thing so if you like that sort of stuff check us out also if you have in the past been following uh my uh, my actual play podcast that i produce between scotch and shade there are plans to bring that back so uh keep an eye out for that uh if you want to find me in other places you can find me over on a teacup gamer on everything um that over on twitter on instagram and on my uh twitch channel uh you should go and follow me on twitch and then you can see me play games and good stuff like that you should also follow my other social media things because uh, I do things on those too and I'm hilarious so just do yourself a favor I guess uh, if you want to find Crit Chat you can find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat and Podcast and leave us a five star review for this five star show uh, or you can find us on all the best podcast apps every other Saturday until then I have been Ismay I've been Allie I've been Chase and I've been Kai and you've been listening to Crit Chat see you later nerds 